Hello, folks, uh, and welcome back to Magic Financial Aid Podcast. Um, just want to take a brief moment to thank anyone who has listened and considered the patron uh, thus far. Um, thank you all for the con continued support if you already are a patron. Um, this, this show is released live for patrons um, ahead of time. And um, if you do consider to sign up to the Patreon, uh, there are patron-specific uh there is patron-specific co content, but this main show is released to the public after um, a few days. Joined is my co-host, Morgan. What's up, Morgan? Hey, uh, not much. Just excited that it's Friday. Very excited that it's Friday. So uh, Morgan at Morgan Tries on Twitter. Um, you can find find you there. So Yep. Morgan, let's just jump right into it. I am pressed for time, uh, so we're going to... Um, discuss a few topics and we want to get to all of them, especially because we have some really great questions from our patrons um, in the chat. Um, first up, we had a product announcement last yesterday evening, um, and I will let you jump right into that, Morgan. Great. Yeah. So this is Jumpstart, comma, a new way to play Magic. It is a really exciting thing for me, specifically as someone who like has worked at a game store and thinks about things from a game store perspective. Uh, so, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Is it? Am I super loud? Uh, not for me, but you okay. know, years of concerts probably destroyed my ears anyway. That's so. fair. Right. <laughs> uh, I'll try and uh, moderate a little bit. But um, it's really exciting as a way to introduce people to magic without necessarily requiring them to buy either a full deck or a like specific beginner product because Jumpstart is great both as a learning tool and as a like supplement to your beginning collection and as uh, just a thing to do with friends. Like I could totally see uh, between rounds at a GP going to a vendor and buying two of these packs and like throwing one at one of my friends and just be like, all right, let's play. Uh, so what basically what it is, is each pack has a unified theme and each theme has several variations, um, and enough different cards to make 121 iterations of that pack. And, uh, it, and what you what the intention is, is that you shuffle two packs together to make a crazy theme uh the one that was referenced in the article was garrick and quote doctors unquote and um so you get garrick doctors yeah which is, that's wild. it's a very uh <laughs> unstable-esque uh design which i'm 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 a huge fan of and so i'm i'm very excited to see what the what come out in these packs they are um a mix of both reprints and new cards. There are about 500 reprints and 37 unique new cards. And I am just super excited because it's probably one of the coolest products that Wizards has released in a long time. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Morgan. Now, look, you and I tried to be optimistic about, you know, products such as Mystery Booster and um to some effect like there's there's definitely a percentage of players that um enjoy something like the mystery booster but i feel like this is a product that you know takes that idea 
you know, and obviously they're going after like this chaos draft kind of thing, and I get it. But this seems like a much better executed um, product and idea because it can also pull from so many other ideas and put them in a better uh, position to succeed. It's much broader and more marketable than Mystery Boosters is. Also, it's it's more accessible than Mystery Boosters for a lot of different reasons. Um, but so the things that I would compare this to are in terms of reprints, Mystery Boosters. Mystery Boosters have thousands of reprints. And then um, also the themed packs that came out, I think, starting with Throne of Eldraine, maybe Ravnica, um, one of the Ravnica sets, where the packs contained cards from, like, a specific guild or a specific color, and those are interesting, but I think they're only interesting to a small subset of players who are, like, still building their collection, are, like, wanting to get any new cards from the set, but only want a specific color, which is a very low portion of the general magic population versus like each of these themes makes these packs pretty desirable just because you get the excitement of seeing what theme you get. You get the excitement of seeing what cards you get and they don't also require you to have an investment in any other portion of magic, the gathering cards, (laughs) which means that you don't need to like want to get black commons from throne of Eldraine. You just need to be like, all right, let's spin the wheel, see what theme I get. And the fact that these themes are not intro decks also makes them more appealing because you can buy a pack, get the same theme as one you got last time and have a different experience. Um, And Mike asks, do we think they'll hold value in their sealed wrappers since themes have have levels of rarity? I think so. I think that, like I said, because of the random element of... Like, not knowing what cards you're going to get, not knowing what theme you're going to get. This is a much better product for holding its value than, for example, intro decks. Yeah, I agree. Um, and and as someone that doesn't always primarily deal in sealed product, um, I'm not sure what... We didn't really get any kind of pricing yet. I'm assuming it's going to be normal pack price, um, just considering, you know, what the cards entail. But... Um, yeah, I can I can definitely see this as um, a much better product to hold its value long term than than a mystery booster or, or unhinged or anything like that because um, you can it's like self contained. All the boosters um, represent a theme. Um, it's it's a product that likely will always have appeal um, regardless you know of the time you know yeah. regardless of how much time passes. I think that like. This is another thing, and we talked about this last week, where it's very, very low cost to, to or like low requirements in order to get into it. Like, for example, mystery boosters are really cool. Like, you can throw them into a chaos draft. You can collect, you know, 24, 18, whatever, and draft with your friends. But, like, realistically, you need to have more than one friend. <laughs> and... <laughs> Speaking from personal experience, uh, gathering a group of magic players is like herding cats. Um, so the ability to just like have something and like do it on a whim is really strong. Uh, additionally, um, I did learn to play in 
Phoenix, and that was a really fun experience. The beginner decks that are given out to new players are really cool, and this reminds me very strongly of them. Um, the variety makes them much more appealing to me personally, and I think like it's a great step from... Uh, <laughs> oh god. Uh, it's a great step from the like mystery boost or the beginner decks to like buying something to consuming something magic related it's kind of makes the step from here here's some magic cards maybe you'll never do anything with them again to your first hit is free very easy yeah i i just think as as a long-standing magic player and we kind of talked about this in the pre-recording um you you want new players to have a product especially like this to jump into um and whether it be this is the first product that they're exposed to or they kind of almost level up from another product um it, it's just hard to have a, a long slew of products such as um like on the unsets or something like mystery booster where you know, you were even saying in pre-show, um, you know, you crack open a pack. Yeah, there's like one kind of card that you'll like or, you know, somewhat valuable card. Um, so you feel good about it. And then there's just a bunch of stuff that you have no idea what to do with. Um, and when it comes to the unstuff, like even even though they kind of took a different direction with the unsets and made this almost like a self-contained set that, you know, you just kind of buy and you experience um all through this kind of product um it's just not it, it's not as rewarding even though there's like these really interesting and wild ideas that you don't normally get exposed to in a normal set um you this kind this is definitely bleeding over into jumpstart in a really positive way so um i i love that aspect of it personally yeah. and it's a huge release valve obviously for for reprints i don't even know um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like it's gonna be interesting to see the the final set list from all this, and I want I'm wondering if they continue the massive like curated um, set list for supplemental products like this because this is the second time they're doing this now where they have like this huge um, this huge set list, and they can kind of introduce so many reprints because I don't know how you come up with 500 reprints. Yeah, I think. Um... Well, for, first of all, another like benefit of having Jumpstart available to new players is that Jumpstart's power level is uh, between packs is probably pretty flat. Um, just in terms of planning, that's what I would do if I was putting together a set like this that was meant for new players. The benefit being, like, back in the day when you were a new player, your only option for like a deck was an intro, but intro deck. Um, versus now, like, and you would have to play that against your friend's standard deck or whatever. Versus now, you can get a pack, your friend can get a pack, and you can play against each other. Um, I keep saying that you can get one pack and play against another pack, and I think that's probably true. It definitely will, will be more fun combining the two. Um, we actually had somebody last week ask a question about uh, collector's boosters, and like the value of collector's boosters and collector's boosters have the same problem as mystery boosters to me where like out of the 15 cards in the in the booster like two of them are probably really good one of them the full art plain rare might be interesting it might not there's a good chance it might not 
I I like I have owned three acclaimed contenders that are full art, and it's just the daggeriest of daggers. And then after I got all of the foil commons and uncommons that I needed from the set, all of those were chaff. Versus these ones, like because of the theme, they work as a unit, and they're more interesting together than like any one individual pack. Absolutely. Um, so just going back through the, um, the, the details of this, um, if we haven't covered, um, actually Mike posted a really great recap. There were a ton of messages of like, as soon as this was announced, um, it seems like there was a, a really good, healthy amount of discussion, which is amazing. Um, but uh, the recap, so we also got uh, Commander 2020, five release deck names. We have Ruthless Regiment, Arcane Maelstrom, Symbiotic Swarm, Timeless Wisdom, and Enhanced uh, Evolution. And Ikoria will have box toppers um, with each booster box. Okay, so just just adding that in there, along with the jumpstart stuff. So yeah, it's um, it was kind of a busy... Late in the evening, uh, daily magic. I, I don't like that they do this so late in the in the day, honestly. I'm sorry, but um, it's my only gripe. You should so move out to the West Coast. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, but it's kind of cool being in the future, you know? That's fair. What's it like yeah. over there? Uh, well, it's raining right now, but yeah, it's normally okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, sorry, last kind of uh, bit of info here. All cards are legal in Eternal formats, um, except for, uh, you know, Pioneer. Um, so only Legacy, Vintage, and Commander. Yeah. Um, which I'm assuming the 37 new cards are kind of a, a toss-out to that. Um, so it should be interesting. It's a, I don't know. Okay. Voice activity, volume. Okay, the volume is up at the highest possible. Okay, that's output. at least better. Yeah, that's at least better. Okay. Okay, I will. I will attempt to project. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we did. Did you catch what I was saying? Where like the historic, it being legal and historic indicates that it will will be released on Arena, which is another like positive sign for engaging new players. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely a good angle as well. Um, I don't know, I don't know realistically where historic ends up, but um, especially with the advent of pioneer coming to being implemented into arena. But at least for now, um, you you know your your cards' usability goes further, which is inherently more valuable, but. Um, we'll see kind of how to... Yeah, I guess I don't really care about historic. I'm just saying that people can play Jumpstart <laughs> yeah. on Arena. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At, at the very least, there's that. Yeah, so that's that's going to be super fun. Um, I don't yeah. know how they implement it, but um, maybe, you know, we'll, we'll see. Because they are trying to work towards um, real human being interactions with drafting, so... Could be fun. We'll see. Yep. Um, so moving along, uh, this was a topic um, that was being discussed in our Discord. Mostly, you know, shout out to uh, Papu, uh, Guillaume posting uh, the 
the upcoming events. So it looks like we're shifting to modern. Um, and there was a, a lot of really great discussion about, um, you know, it might actually be good that we're trending away from Pioneer a bit, although um, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know where modern kind of still ranks in, in most players' minds, but it, it's good to see that they're kind of propping up modern and it's good to see that the format's not, you know, being, you know, left out entirely in, in the in the cold. But um, um, it's actually good because we had this discussion, I think it was last week or the week prior, um, Morgan, we kind of brought up Pioneer and Modern, like where does Modern kind of fall back into play? So, um, you know, all of that discussion applies here. Um, but do we do we look back at Modern and if we're trying to trying to get back into Modern, is now a good time or um has you know the format diminished a bit where you know it's good viewing good for viewing purposes and that's it or should we um kind of look to acquire things for this season so probably the worst time to buy into a format especially one like modern is tax season uh I highly recommend against it because that's when everybody else is buying into modern. So demand is going to go up. So prices are going to go up. Um, so like that practical aspect in terms of like actual finance aside, I think now would be a good time to start like paying attention to modern and uh, looking at upcoming decks because like, if you want to build, I'm going to use Pioneer as an example, but if you decide you want to build Lotus Breach and you wait until like your first event with the deck to build it, the vendors are going to be all out of hidden strings. That's just how it is. So um, maybe hold off on buying like Liliana's and Thoughtseize's, but definitely start like paying attention to what's going on in Modern. Yeah, it's actually, it's good that you, it's a good segue because um one set in particular, uh, Modern Horizons, uh, was brought up that uh, many of those cards, uh, you know, kind of created a seismic change and shift in the format. Uh, many of the cards are at their kind of historic lows. So I I'm inclined to agree with most folks that um, it's definitely a good time to um, be ready for the season. I don't know, you know, now that we're kind of you know, shifting gears back to the format, I don't know how much more, like how much more appeal there is than before. And I'd have to say that is diminished in some respects, but um, with, with good opportunities to acquire cards, um, I, I do think it's, it's definitely good to, to look at something like a, a modern horizons um, or something of that nature. Maybe they even release another modern horizons where, you know, they could totally, throw that at you know that curveball at us but um oh yeah that that seems pretty likely yeah i also you know like liliana and thought sees i'm i'm kind of a little hesitant to jump into or acquire cards like urza or something like that uh, because i i don't see how they don't um add modern specific stuff to the ban list uh, at some point with the announcement soon uh, before we are officially in the into that season, I would just be I mean, very shocked if they don't 
you know, I'm they less don't... worried about Liliana than I am Urza, Lord High Artificer. Right, right. No, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, like, I, yeah. I, I would trend away from the marquee stuff because, um, you know, a, a card like Liliana the Veil, I don't know how likely it is, but um, could be one of the 500, you know, reprints that we're going to see in a in a set like Jumpstart or something like that. I, I'm just saying that there's um, definitely release oh, valves yeah, yeah, yeah. for a ton of reprints along the way. Um, a, a set like Modern Horizons seems like a good place to start if you're looking to acquire cards because yeah. there are uh, quite a few of the singles being played still. Uh, Papu and Efren were spot on suggesting uh, picking up the overlapping, overlapping Pioneer and Modern playables. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Secret Lair will eventually be about Planeswalkers once they run a same wall. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, G Tutor, based on my local player base, I'd say um, in ranking order of you know what players are actually um, excited about, Pioneer, Standard, Modern, Legacy, Limited. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, hey. It really depends on your area. I think that Pioneer, yeah, it's it, it's it just really varies because I think it's also like different players are excited about different things. Um, so like if I think about one group that goes to Lodestone Coffee and Games in Minnetonka, Minnesota, shout out, uh, for example, like they're all about legacy. But if you go on a different night, it's going to be all about modern. And like if you go on Friday nights, both of those groups are going to be playing limited. It really depends. Yeah, uh, although I, I think I'm going to push back on the notion. So one, um, just to kind of uh, give this some amount of time, because it was brought up a, a, a few times, and it was definitely a question that we got. So it's actually, I guess, prudent to talk about it right now. I'm, I'm going to push back a little bit on the, the notion that um, all of the Modern Horizons, uh, Modern Horizons, rather, um, singles are, you know, their prices are that greatly depressed, because I don't think they are. Um, sure, you know, Renin 6, you know, for example, is not selling briskly at, you know, 70 to $80. Um, it's actually halved, which is, you know, pretty great, but I, I don't see many of those, um, cards suddenly commanding that price tag just because it's a modern season. Yeah. I, I'm just, yeah. So I'm like, I, you know, I kind of tried to look at most of the the highest played cards in modern when it comes to modern horizon. So a card like Ice Fang, uh, Quaddle, you know, maybe, you know, there's there's some room there because it's kind of trending back down to a dollar, you know, Archmage's charm. But, you know, some of the higher end like force of negation, um, I, I don't think they suddenly like double in price just because it's a modern season yeah i i would agree with that i think that they might uh go up in price though because everybody's buying them yeah like i, I would much be more inclined to look at a card such as like giver of runes or ice fang coatl or something like that um rather than trying to jump back into like the higher end mythics because I, I just don't know like, yeah, they they are at their lowest, which is great, but you know, then you acquire them. Modern seasons, like I, I don't I don't see this particular modern season suddenly, uh, like drastically increasing the the price of these um, higher end stuff. Sure. 
Yeah. So I I will push back on that, but um there there are definitely some really good opportunities. Um but yeah, like the the short list um and I tried to look at the, the most amount of number per like copies and decks per card. At least um it is showing on Goldfish. We have Force of Negation, Ice Fang, Coatl. I kind of skipped over like the Astrolabe and, and Urza, assuming <laughs> there's there's something going to be done about that deck. Uh, then you have Giver of Runes, uh, Archmage's Charm, and Renin Six. So, yeah, so like a card like maybe Giver of Runes, Archmage's Charm, you know, something along those lines I can see um, maybe, you know, acquiring with some some big upside there. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know about, like, all the other stuff. Certainly not Urza. And I would think, like, you know, maybe Renin 6. Like, maybe that that's pretty good. Yeah, I the thing about Renin 6 is that it isn't it doesn't see a whole lot of play. However, Reed Duke is still an active professional player, so there's a good chance that it's part of a deck that becomes popular. Yeah. Yeah, Renin 6 has definitely dropped off. But, I mean, you never know. Like, any and all of this stuff is on the table if they suddenly just, like, ban Urza or, like, ban that deck out and, like, Titan or something like that. I, again, I'd be really shocked if they don't do something before yeah. we're, like, into this modern season again to, like, really shake it up. Um, so I think that is... Um, I just want to go over quickly the the actual schedule. So... Modern, we really start jumping into modern around May, uh, oh, with okay. the the first uh, players tour kicking off. Modern is Copenhagen, which is May first through third. Um, up until that point, we have Pioneer, 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 and Pioneer. So January through April is all Pioneer. Um, then we get a brief, st we get a stint of May through July, being Modern, um, and then we're strictly in Standard. Um, this is now October, um, most of October in 2020. So quite a while away. But um, May through July is going to be all Modern. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm trying to look back through. All right, so questions. Um, is it too early to start looking at rotation targets? Um, Want to make what to make of Theros Beyond Death cards? For the most part, they are all very cheap, with the exception of Uro. Um, it is now a good time to stock up on Mythics from that set while they're super low. Um, you know, we talked about the modern stuff. You know, we're near the bottom of that. I, yeah, like modern. Unless, and it like, it's kind of awkward to even kind of put it this way, but uh, unless there is a drastic shift in modern before, um, you know, we start going into these player tour uh, events, I'm not sure if there's going to be a huge resurgence in modern, like the specifically the prices. Yeah, so, I don't. That's just my take. Yeah, I. 
like part of the reason that I really like Jumpstart is it gives people a reason to buy boosters again, uh, who aren't just like new people who have got that like chemical dependence on booster packs. Yeah, I yeah I'd be much more inclined to be excited for Jumpstart than like Modern if nothing if nothing uh, is changed. Um, specifically about the Theros Beyond Death stuff. Um. I think historically we're at a point now where unless like outside of the marquee like mythic and maybe specifically a mythic there's just it's just really hard for uh specific cards from older sets to jump back like like to to trend up in a way and get kind of thrust back into the limelight like you know, an Ember, a card like Embercleave, because you know the, the the deck is doing really well in standard. Yeah, it, it would have to be a mythic. So um, anything outside of a mythic, it, it it's going to be pretty tough uh, for that for that stuff to um, suddenly be back in the radar in any meaningful way. Like even Robber of the Rich, um, I kind of had a feeling wasn't going to take off. You know, especially alongside Embercleave, which kept increasing. Um, even though it was released later to be a part of the challenger deck. Um, yeah, even at mythic, like robber of the rich, um, did not get to the price tag. I think everybody was anticipating to get it to get to. So it's just really hard. Like it's really tough for, you know, with all of these, um, you know, different printings. And then, you know, I guess we can even include like the promo pack printing. There's just like four or five printings of a single card. There's yeah. just a lot of, there's just a ton of copies out of, out there for any one specific card. You know, a card like Euro probably will retain its price, but even after a while it will likely decrease. Um, yeah, it, it almost seems like current set uh, for standard is going to be the most relevant um, because it's really tough for cards of previous sets to kind of jump back in and increase, even if they're in the limelight. I think that uh, in response to a question from Lockheed on is speculating on standard dead, it might be dead to the degree that like once the initial hype has died down where the pre-order prices have become the regular prices, Yes, that that might be like your best bet. Um, like some prices will shift either dramatically higher, or some sh prices will shift dramatically lower. Who knows? But I think that like that pre-order area is where you're going to like make the biggest wins on card prices in standard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely you're going to find the most opportunity and the most shifts in value uh, through the pre-order period because, you know, once that's mostly over, unless there was, you know, we get like an Oko situation where, um, which is actually kind of wild to even think about, but um, like unless there was something drastically missed, um and it would help that it's a mythic <laughs> it yeah outside of pre-order it's going to be tough biospark mentioned croxa and i could see croxa being like a big deal it's so cheap it's just so cheap like in terms yeah. of 
co- like mana cost. Yeah, I could see something like that. Yeah. Um, but again, yeah, definitely it helps that it's a mythic. Um, trying to go back through our questions. Um, how has the rise of power or pioneer affected your buying? Has it made you hold back and try not to put much value into modern or value um, it more of the same? Um, I think pioneer is likely at the top of my list. Um, it feels like it's the same for many other players, but, um, you know, I don't want to make a general statement like that, but I, I, I get the feeling that pioneer has the, um, the highest priority. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. It, it has definitely personally affected the way I look at cards to acquire and value. Like, Modern's pretty low on my list. I don't know. It could just be me. <laughs> like it, it, like even if anything, like so we have Modern Horizons. I would much rather look at a card in terms of like its commander value or future value rather than like Modern. Like Modern is definitely a part of it. Like I feel like if there's a really good um, opportunity, that's fine but like even commander and like even future commander usage would be like more of a priority to me than its future use or current use of modern um what do you and morgan think about elspeth's son's nemesis looks to have bottomed out around six dollars played in standard pioneer and modern um Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes to that question. Um might maybe not super aggressive because there's still like and maybe this is from looking at a lot of streams, I don't know about you Morgan, but there's still like these instances where Elspeth doesn't really do a whole lot and then just like you know, sits around in the graveyard. So I watch a lot of professional drafters stream, uh, and they are super low on Elspeth, but that's for limited. So I was about to say, I don't think Elspeth is very good. The problem being, I was looking at the wrong format. Um, I think that, like, it's a mythic. It's got all of the like hallmarks of a planeswalker uh it defends itself it has it gives you card advantage and it kills your opponent um and the one thing that elspeth does that i a lot of planeswalkers don't do like directly is she literally gains you life which is can be pretty good like normally planeswalkers will only like theoretically gain you life by causing your opponent to have to redirect your their focus from you to the planeswalker um so like this one being able to gain you life is actually like pretty significant i'd say yeah it's definitely the ability that's most glossed over but you're absolutely right like healing back a ton of shock damage in and of itself is like really valuable 
And at $6, I would agree that it appears to have bottomed out. Uh, so, like, I wouldn't mind picking up a playset for 24 Yeah, that's probably good. That's probably good, yeah. Um, okay, so, again, I'm, I, I apologize for cutting this a little bit short. Um, did we have... Did we miss anything, Morgan? Um, we talked about modern. Only, we talked about only our PSA, which we can. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Uh, our PSA for this week is: don't buy magic cards with credit cards. Is that like a? Yes. Is that like <laughs> some literary that like? Is that? Did I like no, do I something or no? no? No, that's just it. Just sounds no, nice. You just rhymed cards with cards, which is oh okay, yeah. Well, you're the expert, so I, <laughs> I, I figured I'd run it by you. But yeah, um, I'm sorry. Look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm gonna be as diplomatic as possible. We're not here to like cast shade on anything, but um, if anything, I'll, I'll cast shade on personal experience. Yep. Um. Paying 18 or 20% interest and like having these hard set like payback rates is just not a good idea when it comes to buying magic cards. So, um, I really hope that whatever the case and however you know things end up, um, it was a teachable and learning, you know, teachable experience and folks learn something. Uh, because buying, you know, you know, magic cards are definitely not at the top of they're never going to be at the top of my list of a sound fiscal purchase with my credit card um yeah, so from personal experience uh i have gone into debt and like due in part from buying a commander deck and it wasn't super fun my current rule is cash or store credit only um, yeah and yeah so that was that was our psa be responsible folks we appreciate you <laughs> <laughs> yes we definitely appreciate you all and and hopefully um yeah it's it's just a good rule going forward um you know i reserve credit cards for like the big purchases or only if you're de dedicated and diligent enough to know that you're purchasing something to pay it back um i know folks um you know out there have like cash back on their credit cards um and definitely only use cards from a bank um but uh you know that that doing in a way that they make the purchase solely for the cash back um and they're paid off um instantaneously or by the end of the week or what have you so uh, unless you're like really diligent in doing something like that um you know again but magic cards like are too volatile and they you know they should not be a you know a credit purchase so definitely don't do that <laughs> and this is where i say if you are interested in seeing someone who was a hot mess with money recovering from that, follow me on Twitter at Morgan Price. <laughs> Occasionally I post about it. Um, uh, I, think, actually, I think that's yeah. as far as we need to go. But. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that would about, about do it. That's probably a good place <laughs> to stop. Um, but yeah, at Morgan Tries on Twitter. Um, <laughs> Morgan, actually... Um, shout out to your uh, monthly planner. Um, those are actually really helpful. I don't personally do that because I I just don't do it, but it's like super helpful. 
yeah it it was it was so helpful this month i it felt so good if you want to know what he's talking about morgan tries on 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 twitter uh, yeah uh so folks that is going to do it this week uh i apologize for the um the cutoff here but um really appreciate you all thank you so much for even considering the patreon we've actually had um a few signups um and and some new patrons so welcome That's thank okay. you yeah super exciting and um hopefully you know more of you consider it in the future but if not that's okay too um morgan we will do this next week and um we will definitely have more time to do so we will turn the page on this one that's for sure all right bye yeah i like that all right take care everyone